Hello, everybody. Welcome to Sports Scope. I'm your host, Robert Butler, on this 28th day, folks. 28th day, very beautiful day here in the Nashville, Tennessee area. Last day of February. Feels like the last day of March, if you ask me. Uh, quarterbacks, quarterbacks, quarterbacks. Who's the best fit where? Spent several hours today breaking this down. I'm going to give you that tonight. Also, Ron Tannehill, Rand Carthon. May, uh, hinted that maybe, just maybe, he stays with the Titans. Also, Bryce Young. There is a trend there. There is com- some concern. Uh, contrary, contrary, folks, to what uh, the odds makers are saying of where he may be drafted, uh, I got a little bit of evidence that may say otherwise due to recent history. Uh, we'll go ahead and get our break out of the way. Only break here. I'll be back in a minute a minute and 19. We'll hit the ground running here on Sports Scope. Sorry, folks. I'm having a little bit of issue with the computer here. But we're going to get it done. Hello, Sports Scope followers. After five years of doing this program, once a week, balancing a 60-hour workweek job, I've decided to do the program five days a week, one hour a night, taking a significant pay cut. So I've started a Patreon page, which is Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N slash Sportscope, spelled the same way at the bottom of the screen you see there, for $5 a month, 17 cents a day. You can help support the program. You ask yourself, why Sportscope? Well, I bring in such big names uh, such as Al Borges, former Auburn offensive coordinator, and and I cover the big news uh, in sports that the corporate media will not cover. If you want to contribute more than $5 a month, you can go use the cash app. The cash tag is Sportscope, again, spelled the same way, or you can go to the Zelle app, sportsscope at gmail.com. Uh, Sportscope has about 5,000 followers and growing. If you want to advertise on the program, you can email me. The word is sportsscope, spelled the same way again, at gmail.com. Thank you and enjoy the program. All righty then, I'm back here live on all links here. Now, something came out about Bryce Young over the weekend, and I I didn't really catch it, you know. Uh, I, I looked at that, and he says, it says, now, by the way, we're in the combine. We're in the combine, everybody. It says that he's not going to throw this weekend, this coming up weekend, Saturday at the combine. And uh, although he is better, this is what it says, he is better. Uh, he, he got injured. Um, not- Bryce Young was injured, per se. And he was injured, I want to say, back in October. I want to make sure I got all this right before I go ahead and start uh, making all these points here. Back in October in the Arkansas game, remember he had that shoulder injury, and he missed the following week in the Alabama game, or in the uh, uh, Texas A&M game. Now, he comes back a week later, per se. He comes back a week later, and he uh, he plays well against Tennessee. Tennessee simply did not uh, – I mean, the defense, Alabama's defense simply did not play well in that game. Tennessee ended up winning. Uh, but this is out of the – this is out of Sports Illustrated. It, it says Young has fully recovered from AC joint injury he suffered this past season, but will skip the combine skill events and will focus on interviews in Indianapolis, Ohio State's uh, CJ Stroud. I'm going to talk about him in a minute. Florida's Anthony Richardson both plan to throw at the combine. Quarterbacks are scheduled to throw on Saturday. Now, also, I want to say Will Levis, you want to put him in that crowd as well. Uh, okay, so we did get the measurements here. Now, Bryce Young is five foot ten, folks, 192 pounds. Uh, we, we saw what happened to Tua last year. Uh, also, another Alabama quarterback, both very accurate, 
Very, I would say this. I think he's a little bit quicker than Tua Pickles. But you, you, you look at the injuries of Tua, just not to say Tua, you also got to throw in Baker Mayfield, barely six feet, had a lot of passes batted down. Now, he don't have the speed on either one of these guys. Uh, he's all, He's looking for a job. Kyler Murray may be back at the beginning of the season, likely back at the in the middle of the season. Uh, Murray was the number one pick a few years ago. Yeah, he got uh, rookie of the year. But he was also an undersized player, folks. So that is turning into a real thing. You know, Drew Brees is, is a total outlier. These guys are shorter than Drew Brees, from what I understand. And this is what Sean Payton said on the Colin Cowherd show a few months ago about Tua talking about uh, the first 15 picks. Listen up. When you're drafting a quarterback. Not draft small players in the first 15 picks of the draft anymore. In the first round. Let's not, let's not get away from prototype. And I talked with Bill Parcells about this, Ron Wolf, and, and those early picks have to be prototype players. You have to pay attention to typing and, and, when you're looking at the health of players and you're looking at the size of players. Baker Mayfield, a little small, didn't work out. You can go look at Tua. When you're drafting at the top of this bull. Yeah, he, he asked. Uh, Colin, uh, so uh, he talks about Ron Wolf. Ron Wolf was uh, a former general manager of the Green Bay Packers. Uh, he was involved with uh, Brett Favre trade. Uh, he trained a lot of the staff there, guys that go on, Reggie uh, McKenzie, I want to say, great, not good, not good, great general managers, good eye for talent, a lot of the assistants, Bill Parcells, really good eye for talent, surrounded by uh, evaluation. He said he got away from his big board when he when he drafted Pat White. Remember that? Remember they did the uh, Wildcat? That worked for one year. One year to Wildcat. People's caught on really quick. Uh, he said he made a mistake. He got away from prototype early. Got away from his board. Pat White was not, he was a third round pick. But basically getting away because of outliers. And you look at a guy like a Bryce Young. Very, he, he's quick. Uh, saying he's, why is he not throwing? You know, he's under a really tight competition. There is no clear-cut number one quarterback in this draft. There is just not a clear-cut number one. And maybe because C.J. Stroud, and I'll get it went to Ohio State, that he shouldn't be because he's got it. He's got that Ohio State. Uh, it's almost like a curse, a blessing and a curse to play for Ohio State because so many quarterbacks have woefully underachieved there because the talent's so good and the Big Ten is not that great around uh, the competition. Now, people talk about Stroud. I like what Stroud did in the Georgia game. But also, you got to look at a guy like Stroud, per se, and, and you got to compare him to the Michigan game, Michigan games as well. That's a different topic. But Bryce Young, I mean, these are real things. He's not even going to throw at the combine with those guys, with Lil v Levis. With Anthony Richardson, by the way, who's shooting up the charts, uh, a, a typical 6'3 guy, his completion percentage is down to 59. He's he's a little raw, but as far as arm strength, ball flying off his hand, Anthony Richardson out of Florida, uh, I think he'll probably run at the combine, and I think he's going to be really good. I think he's going to turn some heads. He's already shot up the boards. I'm saying this because I think that uh, I think that, that 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 NFL reporters, your Ann Rappaports, your 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 Mel Kuypers, they have talked to scouts. They have talked to scouts at the combine and general managers at the combine and assistants at the combine, and they're saying we just now seen all the coaches tape on Anthony Richardson, and this dude's a well of an athlete. He's a well of an athlete. He's a well of a baller. Uh, 
I don't not sure about Billy Napier up there. I'm just not sure. I, th I think he's probably going to flame out real quick as head coach at Florida. But this guy's got a rifle for an arm, you know. And you got a guy like Stroud, a much taller player, you know, 218 pounds, 475 mark. Uh, he's 6'3". This guy's 5'10 and 192, Bryce Young. You know, I understand he's accurate, but like Sean Payton said, you know, guys, the, the, the definition of insanity is doing, making the same mistake over and over and, and, and expecting different results. If, if you are a, a frail player who gets hurt in college, you're going to be more likely to get hurt in the NFL, especially if you're being drafted high. If you're being drafted high, that's saying that you're, the team you're going to is not that good. They may have a crappy offensive line, you know. So that that that's something to think about with the Bryce Young. And quite frankly, I, I, I'm just not sure. You know, I'm thinking that if, if you really look at this. Now, again, odds makers are saying he's the favorite to go number one as the first quarterback. I don't know about number one overall. I, there was a report came out yesterday that the Bears would be willing to to trade uh, their first overall pick. Now, obviously, you know you got to say that. You know you, you absolutely have to say that, uh, especially when when they think you've got a quarterback. You want a bidding war between two teams that are in division that need a quarterback. The Colts and Houston, they need a lot of picks. Uh, uh, Chicago needs a lot of picks, got a lot of cap room. They have a lot of opportunity there, you know. But I'm just saying this. If, if I'm one of these teams, if I am uh, one of these top teams, I would probably, me personally, I would probably take Young off, off of my uh, draft board. And, and, and it's really unfortunate, but I, I just – Part of ability, folks, is availability, you know. And you're hearing Tua now saying, I'm glad that uh, the team saved me for myself. I just don't know about Miami. Miami's been too quiet for me, Pickles. They've been too quiet for me. They may try to make a move elsewhere and not tell anybody and be very covert about it. Uh, when he said that, we looked at what Tua did last year all the injuries with not just the concussions a year before that. I mean, the guy is like a rag doll, you know, very accurate, but a, this is not flag football. This is the NFL and Bryce Young has fallen in the same category. You know, they practically got the same stats, Alabama putting out number one rod receivers just about every year, not at the rate of an Ohio state or an LSU, but a pretty high rate. If you think about it, you know, I mean, they had a wide receiver a few years ago win the Heisman Trophy and Devontae Smith. You know, Calvin Ridley went to Alabama. He's coming back. He's a Pro Bowl level at times. He has Pro Bowl level potential. But I could see him realistically fall into a 7-8 or 9 or even a, uh, uh, a Vegas, a Carolina, Atlanta if they don't get their first choice, or even a Jets, if they strike out on Rodgers. Now, that would be a bad fit because it's a defensive-minded head coach, northern environment, cold, windy up there in East Rutherford, New Jersey, where the Jets play. Uh, you, you're looking at arm strength issues. You're looking at frailty, uh, undersized. They got a guy that's undersized, right? Yeah, his name's Zach Wilson. <laughs> And by the way, Joe Douglas, the uh, the general manager up there with the Jets, he said we had a good we had a good meeting with Derek Carr. They had a second meeting, and that was earlier in the day around lunchtime. Well, I checked it just a few minutes ago, and and now they're saying uh, I haven't read anything about Carr signing with the Jets. But I, I simply take Bryce Young off my draft board. There's no way Chicago should draft him. You know, just no way. Again, you've got Kyler Murray. You've got uh, Tua, you got Baker Mayfield, all guys right at six foot or just under that, and they've all struggled. 
They they they've all struggled. Breeze is a total outlier. Wilson, very thick player. Uh, Jalen Hurts, a little over six foot, but he's very thick. You know, uh, I, I read that Anthony Richardson is like six three, but he runs low. He looks like a six foot tall player. He's got a build like a Cam Newton. He's a cross between Newton and a um, and Josh Allen, from what people are saying. So we shall see. Okay, now. All righty then. Now, Colin Cowherd, he he talked about this other guy here. Now, Will Levis. Now, Levis is a guy that I didn't like his tape. I watched a lot of their games. Uh, he was a transfer. What was he like West Virginia or something? So he transfers in. He tra- oh Penn State, I think. Yeah, Penn State. Excuse me. He transfers into Kentucky, and mind you, yes, his uh, very someone someone kind of compare him to an Allen, and someone to compare him. I mentioned this the other day, like a Carson Wentz. He's an all over the place type of guy, and will leave us. Uh, I understand. He may have had some injuries last year, but I did not like the way he competed against Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee secondary, for example, I know Tennessee pretty well. Uh, their secondary at times was, was ranked, I mean, just bad. Three, four, five hundred yards of offense at times. Uh, ranked in the hundreds. They got better. They got better, but they, they were ranked pretty bad. And I want to say he can only muster up seven points against a team like so. He comes off as a guy that fits the mold and smart and everything. Listen to a guy like Colin Cowherd mention this about Will Levis, and I'll give you a counter here in just a second. Talk about stuff that matters. We know for quarterbacks. So brain power. His mom went to Yale. His grandfather to Cornell. Highly educated Northeast. Will Levis. Brain power, A+. Four-point finance major. Cognitively, kid's as smart as anybody in this draft. Any player. Not saying he's the smartest, but he's up there. Arm strength. It's all over the internet. The kid has a hose. He's got, he's got a rocket arm. Brain power and arm strength. Doesn't mean everything, but they matter. There's also a third component. He's been doubted. He had to transfer from Penn State. Joe yeah. Burrow had to transfer. Brady was doubted. Aaron Rodgers Jr. College doubted. Kyler Murray doubted. That is a component that we Miami of Ohio, not Ohio State, took Big Ben. Players that are doubted get a chip on their shoulder. We've seen it before, and we'll see it again. Yes, yeah, and and I'll give him that. Yeah, uh, got the brain power, got the arm strength, was doubted. Uh, a lot of the best quarterbacks in NFL are players who weren't big stars in college. They were good. Now, mind you. John Elway did not get to a bowl game, Pickles, uh, with Stanford. He never got to a bowl game. And m- remember, Troy Aitman, he transferred from Oklahoma to UCLA. Okay? Uh, Brett Favre went to Southern Miss. And, yes, he's right. Aaron Rodgers transferred. Uh, he went to junior college. Then he went to Cal. And went to Cal. He didn't go to he, he didn't go to USC, you know. Probably a Hall of Famer. I think he's a Hall of Famer. So uh, that is all true. That is all true. But what what I did like about those other quarterbacks, they the, they were competitive and never get from what I've seen, you know. Uh, you also want to look at a guy from Boston College like a Matt Ryan, very smart pretty strong arm and you, you think I, I, I've never liked his lack of, of competitiveness about about Matt Ryan and Levis reminds me of a Matt Ryan that's the cons of him uh I would never been that nonchalant in a Tennessee game uh, as he was and and maybe maybe the line was that bad maybe he had there were some lingering injuries but but the games I've seen, he just didn't look like he had that edge. Now, again, said that about Justin Herbert, uh, a little too hesitant at Oregon, turned out to be a star. Well, he has the potential to be really good. 
really good. He's shown me that he's all that. Uh, he's definitely a franchise guy you can build, and I, uh, they may even win that division. Uh, this is not exact science, but from what I've seen of Levis, uh, it, it's just not that good. It, it's it's just not that good. If you if you watch his games at Kentucky, uh, yeah, he's had some big throws against Florida and everything. But also, you want to look at the fact that Vanderbilt beat Florida last year. You know, uh, Florida was on a very much a down year. Uh, Kentucky's – and people want to say, well, what about uh, 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 Josh Allen? He, he didn't have big well, – Wyoming's talent is not – Kentucky now is not Kentucky of 20 years ago. Kentucky now has another guy named Josh Allen in the NFL, first pick, first-round pick. Uh, a house of fire at Jacksonville. He's an edge rusher. Uh, Randall Cobb went to Kentucky. Uh, they've got a running back right now, probably going to be in the top 90, probably going to be in the top 90. They've got players, you know. Um, they've got players. So, you know, it, it's just one of those things. Pickle says Hendon Hooker. Uh Hendon Hooker from UT lit Florida. Yeah. And a guy like Hooker, it looks like he's going to fall because he's coming off an injury. Uh, he, he's showing up at these meetings and stuff. Uh, not going to talk Knicks right now. I, I see somebody putting about something about the Knicks. Uh, yeah, I, I'm talking about these quarterbacks right now. I understand that Brunson is on a six-game winning streak. May talk them Thursday. May ask, may ask, uh, uh, by the way, folks, we'll have Keith Angle on tomorrow. I'll ask him about where he ranks these quarterbacks. We may touch on a little bit of the NBA trade deadline, what he thinks, uh, how he sees all this coming about. I'll ask him about the Knicks because that is a good question. Thank you. Uh, so anyways, you know, this this draft is why there's no clear cut number one, because I I think I, I I think I think these general managers and and coaches and who who knows what Jim Irsay's thinking? Maybe Jim Irsay the comment he said I like the guy at Alabama, he's the owner of the Colts. Maybe he's just saying that as a spoke signal. Maybe that he's saying that because he went and got Shane Stitchkin, Shane Stitchkin is the former offensive coordinator, folks, for the Eagles. So if I'm the Eagles or if I'm the Colts, I'm going to get somebody that looks and plays like Jalen Hurts. They've got the offensive line in Indianapolis to support an Anthony Richardson, to support a C.J. Stroud, maybe even a Hendon Hooker later on. Uh his offensive, I would do something similar to what the Eagles did. Remember, they had the Eagles on the ropes. Eagles had to come back and beat them. You know, speaking of the Eagles, right? And I'm thinking to myself, uh, Jim Irsay watched Shane Stitchkin. He watched Jalen Hurts. And he's probably thinking to himself, man, I would kind of like to get something like that here. You know? But anywho, all righty then. In other news, by the way, folks, stand by. Took me forever to do this. I'm going to find out, I'm going to put out where I think all these quarterbacks should go. As of today, as of the last day of February, thank God, we're, go we're going into March Madness next week, March 1st next week. As of today, I'm going to give you what I think the best fits are, okay, uh, where I think the best fits are. But first, let me talk about uh, Rand Carthon. Rand Carthon, the general manager of the Tennessee Titans, he said something in regards to, okay, Ron Tannehill. And he says, hey, he's under contract. You know, he he may he may well very well be with the Titans. Something in that regard, as if maybe they're going to keep him. Listen to N. Rappaport, who was who was live earlier at the 
NFL Combine talking about the Titans and Ryan Tannehill. Some wiggle room there. I mean, what he essentially said is wiggle Ryan Tannehill is a Titan. He is the quarterback, and that is the way it's He's going to be a Titan. Yeah, and, and I think that is the most likely option. I'd be curious, though, contract-wise, what's going to happen. I mean, because if you're Ryan Tannehill and, you know, perhaps you'd want some long-term security, certainly that is something that every quarterback wants. I think if you're Tennessee, you would look at his number and say, like, are, what are we getting for, you know, a number in the 20s? So maybe there's some way that the two sides can get together and say, all right, contractually, financially, what's the best way to maybe lower the cap hit or lower the number and make sure he gets some security, find a way uh, to do that. Now, I would say this. If you're the Tennessee Titans and you look around in the league and you say, well, who can I actually get? Isn't Ryan Tannehill the best option? If you're Tannehill and you, you look around and you say, I could go in a bunch of different places, where is better for me than Tennessee? Right. So this might be a case where they got to figure out the numbers perhaps, but mutually beneficial for him to stay. Mutually beneficial for him to stay. Now, I'll say this. Uh, now, Tannehill, he, he's 35. I want to see if I got his con contract here. Okay. All right. Now, Ron Tannehill, let's, let's do a recap here. N this year coming up in September, if they keep him, his cap hit is 36-6. His dead cap is 18-8. Other words, if they cut him, they'll save $18 million. Now, if they extend him, extend him. Remember, did you, did you guys catch what, what Ann Rappaport said? If you extend him, you could get that number down uh, from 36 to in the 20s. You can get it down, preferably, and I know the way Ryan Carthon's thinking by just listening to him, Uh under that 10% mark of the cap, okay? That cap is like 224 and some change, right? You want to get it around that 10%, 2422 range. They still have a lot of money to gather up to go after a few free agents perhaps to extend uh to perhaps work on a um extension for for Simmons. You know, Pickle says maybe 18 to 20. He says maybe 18 to 20. Now, I didn't realize this, but I actually thought he was 33 turning 34. He's going to be 35 in, uh, later on this year, folks. And that is about two to three years from that wall hitting from everybody not named Tom Brady. You know, Phillip Rivers, Eli Manning. Pay you start to see that. And this guy is more of a mobile quarterback as well. So you got to see that. This team has about four offensive linemen they need that they need to replace, essentially. You know? So, again, I just don't think – realistically, yeah, they, they could probably work out something. They can probably work out something. But I will say this. Looking at his contract – uh, the voidable years are next year. Other words, they don't owe him anything next year. They can void it without being hit with any kind of cap hit, uh, dead cap or whatever. They're voidable. And he is sitting there at a $36 billion cap hit at 34. Now, if the Jets, remember former offensive coordinators, their passing game coordinator, the Jets are desperate. The Jets are desperate. The, if the Jets use one of their picks, even if it is a third or fourth round pick, if the Aaron Rodgers things falls through with the Jets, okay, they're not going to go with Zach Wilson. They can work out something with the Jets and get him up there. I still say that they should probably try to work out a modest contract with a uh, with the. By the way, I, I want to say if he's traded. And by the way, I've sent an uh, email. I sent a message to the, the the people up at Spot Track. I want to try to get one of the Spot Track people on that run that website and talk to them about this. But my thing is, I, I think it would be the same as cutting him. I think, but you can negotiate that. Uh, the Titans can negotiate that with the Jets to trade a Tannehill. Now he would be the Jets' 
he would essentially be the Jets' third. I mean, if they can't get Derek Carr, if they can't get Aaron Rodgers, if if they're they're too far, they're like the thirteenth pick. You know, if if they can't get, I know Carlos will get all ticked off about this. Uh, would you rather have Jimmy Garoppolo or Ryan Tannehill? Would you rather have Jimmy Garoppolo or Ryan Tannehill? What if the Jets can't get Derek Carr? What if the Jets, uh, they're 13. They're not going to roll with Zach Wilson, folks. What if they can't get Aaron Rodgers? What if they can't work out a miracle trade to get Lamar Jackson? You're starting to run out of options, folks. You think they're going to bring back Geno Smith? He's technically a free agent. Do you think that the Giants are going to let Daniel Jones go and go, you know, to play in the same stadium? I doubt it. Everything I read about Daniel Jones is they're trying to work out something. According to their general manager, my friend, big ask at home, um, the Giants are supposedly trying to work out extensions as we speak with Barkley and Daniel Jones. Back to the Jets and the Titans and Tannehill. I'm just saying that uh, Carlos says maybe Taylor Heineke. He's a lot younger player. Uh, Think about Tannehill is. He's a pretty athletic guy. He's played with uh, Corey Davis before, uh, the wide receiver. He's played with... This, this passing coordinator, the offenses will be the same. This defense has a lot of potential, a lot of potential. Garrett Wilson, true number one receiver, okay? Uh, they they may they may get some insurance at running back. By the way, Leonard Fournette, cut. Somebody's going to get Fournette for nothing. He's 28. Somebody like Bill Belichick, maybe the Jets, uh, will pick him up as a second or third running back. They'll pay him close to the league minimum. He'll hang around and do his thing, make a little bit more money. So he's not going to get a big contract. But that, but that, that's what I would do. I mean, you know, if I'm Tennessee, I'm still sticking with the Dobbs thing. Let him and Malik Willis compete. Let him and, and, and Malik Willis compete. And then the winner get, hey, Malik Willis come in his second year. Maybe he's working his rear end off right now. And, and he comes out and, and he beats out Josh Dobbs and give Josh Dobbs a modest contract. Dobbs has been on practice squads. You pay him three to five million dollars. I'm happy, man. I'm a happy guy. When, when they brought in Tannehill and paying him seven million dollars, this team was in the AFC Championship game. You know, I think Carthon, I think what he was doing was, uh, he, he didn't want to dog out Tannehill because he wants to keep his stock price up. They they're still they're still when I looked at those voidable years on the on the spot track, there's still a chance they could trade him. He he's a decent trade uh uh asset right now. Uh but he, he'll probably get I don't know. I don't know. Uh that, that's what Carlos says. Cut, cut, cut. And Taylor Heineke, uh Tannehill, Tannehill's won multiple playoff games. You know, he's won multiple playoff games. Taylor Heineke has not. He came close to beating Tampa one year, but he has not won multiple playoff games. All right. Okay. Same thing with Bryce, Dak Prescott, by the way. You know, Stephen Jones said the other day, he said, listen, we're going to probably just extend Dak. I mean, you're, you're stuck with him, Okay. Uh, nobody's going to take that $45 million a year contract. Uh, they're, they're bringing in uh, Schottenheimer to help on the inter- interception deal there. Uh, we already know that, that, that McCartney's going to call the plays there. Uh, I think they'll either uh, uh, readjust, cut a, a uh, ZQ Elliott. But Stephen Jones said, well, this is extending. So sometimes extending these guys, you know you're stuck with, you know your stuff. That's probably the best way to go about it, because you may be able to get that cap number down to to eighteen to twenty five million this year, and next year. 
eventually they're going to eat it. They're going to eat it. They're going to have a really bad year. They're going to tank out, but they want to stand him, push it back a little bit, and, and cut that thing in half. Go out and get them another wide receiver. Go get them another – to replace what Cooper couldn't do. And probably get another edge rusher to play opposite of Parsons, maybe an opposite corner there, and go that route. Now, could he also be saying that, Stephen Jones, to perhaps uh, up his stock trade value? I doubt it. I don't think anybody would take Dak, Dak Prescott's contract right now. Uh, so it, it just is what it is. Pickle says Washington has their hands full with big problems beside quarterback. Yeah. I know there's something, another story about Snyder came out, ironically, by the Washington Post, right? Uh, but Sam Howe is going to be their quarterback, you know? Sam Howe is going to be their quarterback. I just don't think Stephen Jer- or Jerry's going to let that happen with Dak Pickles. I just don't think he's going to do that. He's a stubborn, stubborn old man. He'll be 81 this year. If it's me, I'm taking a chance. Uh, I was on, oh, God, Alan Perez program Saturday. We had a really good show. Check it out on my Facebook there. And we were talking about the Rams. He threw up something about the Cowboys. And he says, you know, you made a good point the other day. He says, you know, I, I would I would try to work out a trade uh, to, to get Stroud. Work out a trade uh, to, to, to get Stroud. And, and and trade uh, to trade Prescott somewhere and give someone our first round pick and I, I, he was he was lining it up to for me and I'm thinking yeah that would be pretty good that would be pretty good but uh, but then that would be Jerry Jones admitting he made a mistake and that's something he don't like to do even at this age <laughs> he just don't like to do it so uh, I can see extensions in the future. Possibly for Tannehill, possibly for Prescott. Probably wouldn't do either one of them, but it does make sense when you're dealing with the cap, guys. You know, you want to get that cap around 10%. I know that Patrick Mahomes, he's got 15, 15%. He's the best player in the league, maybe one or one A quarterback. I think Burrow's a little bit better overall, does more with less, but it, it's a very close call. There, there just aren't any Patrick Mahomes combination of Patrick Mahomes and an Andy Reid type out there. He was fifth, but most times, right or under that 12% of, of, of the cap, teams don't win Super Bowls. You want to shoot for 10 or 11%. And that goes by year by year. You want that. Man, Deshaun Watson, he's like 20% of the cap. I mean, I like the move, but man, you got to work the cap out better. And they cut their safety, John Johnson, today. A lot of safety is going to be out there. Uh, J- uh, Jordan Poyer says he don't want to pay half of his paycheck uh, to the state of New York. I don't blame him. Safety out of bills. He'll probably be available. Uh, uh, Bates, um, is, that, is that his name? A starting safety, very high value guy from Cincinnati. He, uh, Jesse Bates, he may be cut by Cincinnati. That's another safety there. Uh, so it's going to be a good free agent market for safeties. Bates may go to, uh, to, uh, the LA Chargers and play with James there, Darwin James. That's what I'm hearing right there. Poyer may go down the South somewhere to Miami or something, may play for one of the Florida teams. So it's going to be a good safety, uh, a free agency. You know, as far as these quarterbacks, sometimes you're going to have to just – you're going to have to make some tough decisions. You can't just let them just eat away. John Johnson, you can't just let them eat away your salary cap and sit there and not do nothing. You're going to have to make some tough decisions, and a lot of teams have to. The Titans have to. Uh, The Cowboys have to. Cleveland has to. They've already done. They're going to cut John Johnson. He's pretty good, you know. Uh, Bates, uh, and plus the general manager of um, Cincinnati, he says, uh, we're keeping T. Higgins. So they're probably going to extend Higgins and try to keep Burrow happy, you know. 
when you lead the league, you got to get Trader to cut that. And that's what – I mean, I, I agree, man. He led the league in interceptions, but so did Stafford. And I don't want to say he ended up winning the Super Bowl, but eventually it's going to catch up with you. you. You throw interceptions. When you start getting over two and three, uh, your chances of winning games go down less than 20%. That's a fact, folks. All right, so what's the best fit for these quarterbacks? This took me forever to do it, but hey, you know what? I claim to be the best. I got to put the most work in, right, Pickles? I, if you want to be the best, north, south, east, and west going to be the best, you know? That was a line out of a nice song. Okay, quarterbacks, best fits from what I know now. Okay, Chicago. Chicago. All right, now. Let's let's look. Let's okay. There's hints that Chicago. We've already heard about them wanting to trade this pick. So that tells me that maybe they keep Justin Fields, right? Now remember, Justin Fields was not drafted by Chicago, or by by Ron Poles. Uh, he was drafted by the other general manager. Let's keep that in there. All right, Corey. Keep that in mind. He's coming into year three on that rookie contract. So he's got, you know, you got year three and he's got two years. That's okay. But, but Ron Poles would like to have those two years back. Wow, look at C.J. Stroud's stats. Okay. Uh, this is Justin Fields, 6'3". It's about 227. Depends on what he ate. Uh, C.J. Stroud. What do you know? Six foot three, closer to 218. Justin Fields, give or take a few pounds, about the same size. Justin Fields at Ohio State. 41 touchdowns, three interceptions, 2019. C.J. Stroud, 44 touchdowns, six interceptions, 41 touchdowns, six interceptions, uh, the last season of Fields, he had six interceptions on 22 touchdowns in less games. So on paper, they're both about 6'3", between 215 and 220. All right. They both went to Ohio State. They both averaged between 41 and 6. Completion percentage... Completion percentage, Justin Fields, 67 to 70, uh, 71 for C.J. Stroud, 66 last year. Both kind of had a little bit of a downward shift, all right? But you get C.J. Stroud, you get C.J. Stroud to start over. You flip that clock back. You're starting over as a rookie. So that's food for thought. So I think C.J. Stroud or or Will Levis, because you got a defensive-minded head coach there, would be the better fits for Chicago. They would be the better fits for Chicago. I'm saying Stroud because uh, Ron Pohl says, hey, we have to be blown away to get go away from Fields. Well, you've got Fields, except you got in for cheaper. You've got You've got more of a discount there. But that 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 is that is what I mean you trade fields, you could probably get a first round pick or future picks or future picks, okay? What about Houston? They got the number two pick, folks. Defensive minded head coach probably want to get more of a pro style traditional quarterback. Will Levis would fit that mold. He would fit that mold more than a Stroud, than a um, a guy who Bryce Young. Okay, so I would say more of a Levis, more of a Will Levis for Houston. All right, Indianapolis. What if that that pick? Is, what if that that trade is made? You know, what if that trade is made? Justin Fields from Chicago. Maybe they don't have to give up the, the 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 fourth overall pick. 
Maybe the Colts hold their pick, maybe give their second pick and a future first round and maybe a, a third or something and maybe trade that four down. Just saying. Shane Stitchkin, Justin Fields, who says he likes to play in the Dome anyways. He didn't like that cold weather. Remember he made that comment? He's from Georgia. All right. Shane Stitchkin, the offensive coordinator from Philadelphia, put the same type of offense that he used for Jalen Hurts, for Justin Fields, uh, with the Colts. Food for thought. Colts got a really good offensive line, like Philadelphia. I can see Fields playing really well in the Indianapolis. Okay, I have not forgot about Vegas. Okay, as of now... I see maybe a Vegas under Josh McDaniels getting Jimmy Garoppolo. I see him missing out on any kind of free agent move. All right. They they, they sign Jimmy G. And maybe in the second, third round, they take a Tennessee Hendon Hooker and try to uh, put him in there. Remember, Hooker's coming back from an ACL injury, but he's making a fast progress. Either way, I don't see it ending well for Josh McDaniels and Raiders. But I had to pick somebody, right? Okay. Bryce Young. Bryce Young. Atlanta. Now, by the way, Atlanta, another Robert was right again. Everybody, all you Marcus Mariota fans, they cut Marcus Mariota pickles. He's been cut. Uh he's a good guy. He's just not a great quarterback, you know? So Marcus Mariota's cut. They're going to do something. They're going to do something in Atlanta. Maybe they go after Lamar Jackson. That would probably be more ideal for them. Go after Lamar Jackson. Uh, you've got a creative offensive coordinator with uh, our, our, they got plenty of money to absorb his, uh, his, his cap hit, by the way. Arthur Smith, really good tight end, really good running game. Fast track, in the dome, weak division. That would be money. That would be money. Okay. If that does not work out, if that does not work out, Bryce Young would be your guy. He's already played in that dome with his arm strength issues. uh, And he's playing in the south where the cold and the wind is not going to be an issue there. And he's got a very smart, offensive-minded head coach there with a lot of weapons. He would fit in pretty good if if they don't make the move and get Lamar Jackson. By the way, Arthur Smith going to have to do something big in Atlanta. I'm not sure if the other Arthur Blank is going to be very patient this year. Now that they've got all their free money up, they got out from underneath that Matt Ryan contract. Okay. Just food for thought, Pickles, as of today. All right, number six, Carolina. Uh, By the way, they're supposedly at Indianapolis, at the Combine, meeting with Derek Carr right now, okay, as we speak. I've said that from day one. Probably the ideal fit for Carr. Frank Wright, Derek Carr, guys of faith. Uh, Wright worked really good with veteran quarterbacks. We saw what he did with Phillip Rivers. Uh, the defense is ready-made. They've got a true number one off uh, wide receiver. I like Chubba Hubbard, the running back there. Uh, that would be really good fit for Derek Carr. Probably the ideal fit in Carolina and their newly acquired uh, head coach, Frank Wright. Okay? The Jets, if they missed on Rodgers, which I think they will, and Carr, Ryan Tannehill, a modest contract, maybe squeeze. Uh, uh, maybe give Tennessee a third or fourth round pick, okay? Tennessee. Again, Josh Dobbs, who did good in a very short notice last year, and Malik Willis. Whoever wins in camp would be the Tennessee Titans uh, running back, or, uh, quarterback. They would be my quarterback going for in the future. Save a lot of money. Now, ideally, Green Bay probably should go with Jordan Love for money and trade Rodgers to a Baltimore for picks. 
if Baltimore don't re-sign Lamar Jackson, okay, I, I, I think Rodgers going to Baltimore, they've got the money to absorb Aaron Rodgers. They've got the roster, maybe pick up a receiver somewhere, got the running game. They can go and compete with a uh, a Cincinnati there with Joe Burrow. They can go and compete with a Deshaun Watson up in Cleveland. They can compete with a up-and-coming uh, – uh, I forgot the guy's name. Uh, the quarterback there uh, and, and a much upgraded roster with Pittsburgh there. They can compete with those guys. That's what I would say. But probably Lamar stays in Baltimore – Anthony Richardson may go to Detroit at 18. I had Freddie the Pizza Man on. He says maybe we get a we, we get a, a player at 18. You know, if if we don't get one at six, maybe we get a quarterback at 18. Uh, Jared Goff. Jared Goff. They hold him this year, and let let a. By the way, Ben Johnson very. Very highly sought after offensive coordinator. All right. Maybe get an Anthony Richardson, go go compete with a Jared Goff in Detroit, move off golf this year, bring in Anthony next year. Very talented, very fast player. Now, Richardson would also work in Baltimore if they would have kept Greg Roman, but they didn't. You know, also for Baltimore. If whatever don't work out with 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 um, with Lamar Jackson, if he's traded to Atlanta, Baltimore can also draft. Since they've got Todd Munkin, the former offensive coordinator for Georgia, they can get a Stanton Bennett in the fourth or fifth round. Now Bennett's stock went down for that public intox charge that he got in Dallas last month. Twenty five years old. Okay, Anthony Richardson would also be a good fit. In Indianapolis, too, by the way. Now, if I could just talk to Jim Ursay and say, listen, man, with this Shane Stitchkin here, if you don't watch, look at Anthony Richardson's tape in college. Look at Jalen Hurts' tape in college. They look like the same guy. They look like the same guy. You know, between him, Stroud, uh, you know, Richardson, 59% completion percentage. Yeah, that's true. Hurts. I watch a lot of Hurts with better players, better coaches. He didn't look that good in college. But, man, he blossomed in the NFL. They got the right system around him. He was just that far away, folks, from winning MVP. Just that far away from winning a Super Bowl and a Super Bowl MVP. Just a hair away. Just a, just a, just a few stops away. You know, that's very impressive. Okay, so you asked me about Seattle. I think they just re-signed Geno Smith, you know. Maybe they take one of these other quarterbacks late. Uh, right, sign Geno Smith to a modest contract and and just bring him in. And I think I think I think Washington, they sound like they're serious commanders about staying with 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 uh, uh Sam Howell, the rookie, the second year player now, out of Carolina. Uh, to to work with Eric Bieniemy, but that's what we know today. That's what we know today. You know, pickles. Uh, appreciate it, Corey. Appreciate the support, man. You're a good friend. Uh, Fields could wind up in Carolina. Yeah, yeah. I want guys that I know are they have trouble reading defenses. They're athletic and they're not, they didn't run, they didn't play a typical pro style in college. I much rather prefer have those guys go to an offensive minded head coach. That's what I'd prefer. Okay. Uh, your typical pro style guy will leave us. I would pre- prefer those guys to go to a defensive minded head coach because the defensive minded head coach. Is probably going to have an offensive coordinator to do a a, a typical pro style type of offense. That's just saying. Pickle says he might not even get drafted, Bennett. I mean, I was reading he had third and fourth round grades before 
the public in talks. But, hey, the cheaper the better. Brock Purdy was the last player picked in the draft. And if he don't get hurt, I don't know if 49ers ain't in the Super Bowl. You know? He was the last pick in the draft. Mr. Irrelevant. You know, I'm not a big Bennett guy, but he did have a well of a season. And he played great in the bigger games. He really showed up when the money was really on the line. And his offensive coordinator is now with the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens are in good shape. Great defense, great running game, excellent head coach, excellent management, excellent ownership. Oh, they, they're a quarterback away, man. They are a quarterback away. They got uh, Roquan Smith, got him wrapped up long time. That's going to cover the middle of your defense. Pass rush, cornerbacks, you know, like a franchise and, and, and trade off Lamar Jackson somewhere. Somebody give him give him the kind of guaranteed money he wants. Go out, win a Super Bowl with an Aaron Rodgers, draft another quarterback, not really lose that much. I mean, the, the Ravens are in good shape, man. They're just in good. They're just clicking on all eight. But again, you know, that's why I say don't pay these running backs a big chunk of money. You'll have one fall to you. Belichick almost every year has one. Leonard Fournette cut, 28 years old, really good hands out of the back. You might get him for two, $3 million, and, and, and that not even be guaranteed. Get him on the cheap, man. Leonard Fournette, uh, I just, uh, I think it's a position. You know, guy asked me about the Giants. I wouldn't sign Saquon. Why waste that money? There's plenty of backs. Everybody's talking about this Bijan Robertson out of Texas. You know, now, I tell you what, we got the combine starting this week. If that Bijan Robertson out of Texas, man, if, if he runs like a, a sub 4-5, he might go 15, 12, something like that. I want to say Zeke was drafted in the top 10, Zeke Elliott, because he can block well and he can run. He had a really good workout. And, of course, once Jerry falls for a guy, man, he, he's head over heels, man. He, he's like one of those teenage girls. I mean, he... he Drafted, drafted Ezekiel at earlier pickles. They thinking he's going to be Edmund Smith, thinking he's in a different decade. Then he turned around and extended him early. Now they want to keep Pollard and move off him. And with that pick, yeah, if Robertson's available, they'll probably take him. They'll probably take him in the first round, even though they got other needs. But it is what it is. I try not to fall for those glamorous tricks. But, hey, you know, Jimmy Johnson said, I want playmakers early. You know, he said, those inner linemen, I'll get them later. But that was in a different era. So, I don't know. Jimmy Johnson didn't coach past 2010 when the, um, what was it? The new collective bargain agreement went in play for less practicing during the uh, training camp and everything. No two-a-days, none of that stuff. So you're getting, in all these spread offenses, you're getting these offensive linemen that are underdeveloped. So people are putting more into offensive linemen that come from more pro-style systems to run the ball more because there, there, there is a shortage of quality offensive linemen for the NFL level, uh, going back to 2010. So I don't know if Jimmy Johnson's uh, uh, vision, his philosophy would be accurate post that 2010 CBA. That's just me thinking out loud. Okay. Pickle says keep Jones, cut Barkley in New York. Uh, yeah, I would let him walk. I mean, or maybe franchise him and, and trade him if I can get something for him. There's a sucker born every day. I'd trade him to Washington. But they won't do it. They've already got two guys. Yeah, Brian Robertson and Antonio Gibson. But I could see a Bears picking him up. Somebody like the Bears. They got a lot of money to do it. He is solid. He does remind me of Curtis Martin. Somebody mentioned the other day. Uh, 
you know, I just wouldn't pay him, but I'm not a sucker like that, folks. If you like the show, share the show. Appreciate all the good feedback. Thank you, my friends at work. There, Scarlett, everybody. Uh, yeah, my sister, Crystal, thank you for, uh, 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 you know, you reached out and said you, no, a, a lot of you seem to really like this backdrop here. And uh, I do, too. It looks a lot better than what I've had. It feels very talk showish. Uh, the only thing I need is a cigar here or cigarette or something. Of course, I'm kidding. Uh, but I would look like very Larry King live type of stuff here, you know, except I don't have that raspy voice. But anyways, I'll be back on tomorrow with Keith Angle. I'm going to get Keith Angle to to uh, to rank these quarterbacks. I've already sent him back and I've got a few other questions. I'll probably ask him about the trade deadline as well. I don't think I've got Keith Angle's perspective on that. Uh, Keith is very wide knowledge of college football, uh, college sports. I should just ask him about the Patriots. This guy's really on his P's and Q's. So I'll be back tomorrow, everybody. Same place, same time. And again, uh, 30 minutes after hour, I'll have the great Keith Engel on. I'll see you tomorrow. Have a good night, everybody. <laughs>